Sex and health. Reproduction and health. Youth and health. All combinations often not focused on, especially now in South African context. But here at Ubushabami, Futsi youth, sexual and reproductive health is our focus. We'll talk about experiences, reflect on fresh new articles from our website, and discover ways of how to navigate sexual and reproductive health in the South African context and abroad. Hello everyone, welcome back to our podcast. We are Ubusha Bami Futiyimi Law and this is the second set of articles titled The Diversity. So we're just going to be touching on a few of the articles that we posted on our website which is www.ubushabami.com and of course I am the lovable Kabo <laughs> and I have next to me the beautiful ever so gorgeous and smart Mandy Patlanyane in brackets Dogotela <laughs> She doesn't like to be called doctor, but she is one, which is so weird. But anyway, we move. So uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at ubusha underscore bami and on Facebook, which is um, ubusha bami. So yeah, Mandy, tell us, what are we discussing today? What, what, what is the, the first on the agenda? Yo, come on. So the diversity... Yeah. The diversity was jam-packed with a lot of relevant, modern, trending topics. Yeah. So we decided to just take a big chunk of the cake and discuss feminism, masculinity, gender-based violence, as well as the LGBTQIA plus community. Yeah. So we went all in. And I hope for those who read it, they really learned a lot because a lot of definitions were given there about how we should relate to the LGBTQI community, um, as well as how to respectfully address one another. Because yeah. there's so many things that go into the definition. Mm. I'm just thinking about the first article where the definitions are given, that you have biological sex, yeah. um, which is your chromosomal sex. You're either XX female or XY male. Mm. And then you also have your own gender expression and your gender identity. And those things vary who you're attracted to, what you call yourself, because there's some people who are a gender. Mm. So they choose don't. not to identify mm. with either you gender. Don't. Yeah. But in all those definitions, it's, it's wisdom in this century to know those definitions, just to be able to respect another person and understand where they're coming from. That's true. I think in our, in our generation, we still find a lot of people who, um, stigmatize people and they don't really respect what they choose to call themselves like mm. they'll just use the te- the term gay for everything, everything that they don't understand that's true which is quite ignorant and yes. i think more attention definitely needs to be brought to that mm. and yeah. why not um yeah um we put in skill and effort to learn a lot of things when it comes to our technical work when it's our career when it's mm. career based mm. um but this is more of for social interaction yes, purposes yes. and you should never underestimate i think that's where we at social mm. interaction is the big what i consider the big 
buzz business when it comes to maintaining mm. good relation whether you're at work that's true. whether you're finding friends that's true. whatever it is you know it, mm. it, it it is worthwhile to learn the terminology and to learn how to interact with people yeah knowing how to approach a person also is just yeah. like very important so yeah definitely so moving away from that as well the diversity series like i said also touched on feminism um which is often misunderstood and mocked as just women who don't want to wear bras. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, hurtful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not about that. Yeah. Um, it touched on that and specifically with sexual and reproductive health rights and mm. how feminists are for that. Mm. Um, and then we went into masculinity and how those two correlate in terms of how masculinity and the whole men are trash and gender-based violence and mm. touched on that in one of the articles. Mm. And um, yeah, so that was diversity. So it's like a lot. Yeah. So we spoke about a lot in the series. Yeah, so um, for me, what uh, really stood out um, in in the article, uh, the, the, gender, the gender-based violence one, mm. is uh, basically the whole men are trash um narrative Mm. especially in social media and in conversation a lot of people tend to feel that uh not all men okay a lot of males because i'm pretty sure females we are on the same page about (laughs) that gender but um a lot of males feel like okay not all men are trash which is true but i think it's more of a spectrum you might not be the worst kind of trash but at some point in your life you have condoned trashy behavior or mm. you have been trash. Mm. Um, for me, I feel like it's very important for men to be involved in trying to change that narrative of men are trash. If you're in a circle where a man is being trash, you need to call them out mm. and you need to call them out repeatedly until they realize that this needs to stop, you mm. know. Um, and it's very interesting how men are so quick to call men conferences when they're trying to avoid being present on Valentine's yes. Day or for anything, you know, important. Like, it's all fun and games, like, when it's time to call my conference. But they don't do it for real topics like... Like this. Gender-based violence. Like, and they should have a conference to address that. That's true. And, and that's I, true. And I think we had a conversation earlier and you were mentioning um, the importance of men sitting together to encourage other men. Mm. That... Um, I think you you put it lovely. Can you just remember what you said to me about how in the African community, especially yes. patriarchy is very high, yes. and female voice is not um, highlighted. Yes, a lot. yes. Um, and then you you literally just said, you know, it's unfortunately the reality it, it, is it works better if a, exactly. a male comes to another male and encourages them yeah. to stop doing a certain thing okay well in this case to stop being violent to stop raping and all those mm. things because if a, if a woman says it, it yeah it just doesn't hit the same for them unfortunately mm. which is sad and mm. it should change but it is what it is right now yeah so it would be really great like so great if any of the men are listening to this it would be really great if you started encouraging your immediate circles and your immediate surroundings um, to really take action when it comes to gender-based violence and um, yeah and and I think another thing that we also spoke about was um, how the source and some of the biggest issues that we face with men mm. is that the boy child is neglected true and we got a comment on our Instagram yes we got a comment from Renee mm. uh, Renee Nyonyani 
And he was basically saying that not enough attention is given to males in the upbringing process. So from mm. childhood into adolescence, most of the attention is given to females on how they should behave, how they should dress, how they should carry themselves in public. But for mm. males, they kind of just left to figure it out. And in most cases, they end up mimicking people that they idolize. Yes. And sometimes their idols aren't good people. Yes, so, yes. Yeah, and and if you thing. think about it, most of our high school teen boys... Um, people they idolize were all the rappers, and yeah. and all the rappers, all they've been saying is like, yo, your pussies, your power, yo, your whatever. Dude. Sorry for my language. <laughs> that's that's what they they objectify women. Yes. They 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 are taught knowing that okay, a woman is something that is just there to be bums and boobs, and yeah. you have fun with it, and that's it. And yeah. that's so sad because there's so much more to women. Yeah. FYI, okay. Yeah. So, and upbringing yeah. comes a long way especially yeah. with a boy child yeah um yeah so now just if i can go back to now the polar opposite the feminist um, side the feminist side tell us so what stood out to me yeah um was how the article kept on highlighting the fact that feminists don't all agree on the spectrum of rights mm. that or how the rights should come about in terms of sexual and reproductive health mm. um pertaining females mm. however they do agree on the basis that these rights should be promoted mm. advocated for and funded by yes. all means yes. so if anyone wants an abortion that should never be shunned upon yes. if anyone needs a contraceptive that shouldn't be too expensive mm. or mm. rather mm. that should even be so accessible for the woman that they feel mm. any contraceptive is not beyond them yes. um if anyone wants you know, even the whole drive of saying sanitary towels. Like, I'm thankful now VET is off sanitary towels. But mm-hmm. they need to be free. Yes. Like, oh my they gosh. They really should be free. Exactly. It's because not it's not something... like I chose to be. Exactly. <laughs> it was never a choice. It was yeah. never a choice. It was just a consequence of being female. And exactly. it's crazy that we have to pay for it. Yeah. Literally, we have to pay because yes. we're female. Yes. And I and, and think that's what the article was saying, that above and beyond, the rights to sexual and reproductive health pertaining to females should always be promoted, preserved, funded and advocated yes. for and that's what the feminist movement tries to push towards yeah. however they don't always agree on how it, it should, should come about yeah. or how many rights they should have you know mm. but definitely that is the focus um and respect to the feminist movements that yes. keep that going definitely yes, 100%. yeah all right thank you for that Amanda. um so now i think the last one that we really can sort of focus on mm. is the big one we had two articles that were like the build up to the lgbtqia plus yeah. community yeah um and that was a big one it was because you know it's so sad how a lot of people just they don't they don't i want to say they don't respect the community like they, they they pretend to see the community it's like on social media, like for example, if it's gay pride, they will be adv- advocates for it, you know, posting the flag and everything. But you'll find that in a personal conversation, you can clearly tell that that person doesn't know much about that community, mm. doesn't respect the community the way that they should. Mm. So I think uh, people just really need to be in tune with 
that community mm. not to say be involved and be the biggest activist but just know the basics know how to refer to a person understand what they feel because a lot of them feel like they they are not heard or mm. they are not seen or people refer to them by the wrong thing and then they feel offended mm. so yeah and um i think just maybe to also make this example come alive um, we had asked a couple of our friends yes. to just gather some questions, some Q and A's mm. about LGBTQI mm. community. Yeah. Um, so we had asked two primary questions to um three friends, um, and they all identified differently. Um, the one was from the Western Cape, and they identify as a transgender. The question they asked most commonly is, um, I'll just read it as they sent it to us. Most people say, I get that, but why do you have to transition? Why do you accept it how you were born? And that sounds a bit hurtful. Yeah, that is. Yeah. It's basically invalidating something that you identify with, making mm. you feel less than, which yeah. sucks. And if you've chosen to say mm. this is my sexual orientation, like for someone else to try and want to in- infiltrate and tell you that, but why don't you just pick one? Mm. Because it, it, it makes them understand it better if you pick one over the other. Mm. Is like, but no one asked you to exactly. to pick one and yeah. now have to, you know? Yeah. So we asked another friend. We have uh, the second one was a, a black, this is how they, they identified themselves, a black Zulu bisexual from rural KZN and the question was what is the most commonly asked question and they said people ask if I'm really bisexual or if I'm just gay but afraid to come out as gay kind of annoying because it really invalidates my identity yeah once, once again, again. <laughs> yeah. people feeling invalidated not seen not heard yeah yeah and the final one um the friend says um they identify as a pansexual and they say the question they get asked the most is wait what is pansexual mm. and does that mean you're gay or bi mm. so there's a whole just lack of yeah like reading for you it's either you're gay okay for the person you know not understanding what pansexual means um okay for me that means you're illiterate number one because you don't know what pan and sexual and you can't put the two <laughs> together <laughs> Sorry, sorry to the people who don't know what this is and are literate. I'm sorry, okay, no offense, but really, guys, at this day and age, come on. But yeah, so like, why though? Like, okay, but anyway, continue with the answer. So, if you read the article, there's tons of definition on what pansexuality, transsexuality is. So, do really encourage that you read those two articles. Yes. Very great definitions. Yes. Um, and it's really just the basics for it everybody. Is, it is. Um, and a shout out to our writers. Yo, um, big shout out, guys! Big shout mad out love, to mad love. Neo, who did the LGBTQI, um, both of Article One and Article Two, which were great. Mm. And then we also had the feminist article, which was done by Van yes. Pat. Yes. Um, and then the last article about masculinity was done by Kanya. Um, so great, great articles, and we're really thankful for our freelance writers. So just going back quickly, um, so we asked them a second question and these three friends of ours also said, um, so the transgender um, from the Western Cape, the second question which we asked was, what would you like people to know 
about your sexual orientation as well as the LGBTQI communication. What would you love other people to know about it? And um, the transgender from the Western Cape said, um, what I would like people to know about my sexuality is my gender is not who I'm attracted to or what clothes I wear. My gender is one of the most fundamental building blocks of human identity and intersects with almost every other aspect of who I am. When this fundamental building block is missing and your gender cannot match your physical appearance and social position, it's impossible to have a healthy and stable sense of identity. Also, I am not refusing to accept myself. I was born with gender dysphoria, a condition that has been documented and studied in cultures around the world for centuries. Even cis people can experience it. There's a reason why we would give both medical and psychological care and support to a woman growing facial hair and a man growing breast instead of trying to get them to accept themselves. Mm. Because nobody should be told to accept something that is destroying their life and identity. And in terms of treatment, believe me when I say that if the medical establishment had an alternative, human alternative to transition that actually worked, they would 100 percent be used um would be using those by now Mm. transition can be a beautiful process but it also is an um an audacious one nobody would choose this path or stay on it without having explored each other or every other alternative and realize that this truly is what they want those who question this aren't doing us any favors We've done enough questioning already. In terms of the trans community, I would most like cis people to realize that we aren't monolith. Some of us are straight, gay, bi, and everything in between. Some others are gender non-conforming, other embrace traditional gender roles. For some, transition is mostly a social process. For others, like myself, medical and surgical transition is an is integral to our identity mm. approach us by a case by case basis mm. as you would any other stranger you meet yes. it may seem awkward to ask such questions but i think most of us would be happier if you asked respectfully mm. than if you assumed yes. if you're uncomfortable yes. we'll let you know we don't bite the second commentary was um black zulu um bisexual from rural KZN Um, and they say bisexual occupies only 50% of the queer community yet it is so much bi that we end up feeling out of place however I would like people to know that my identity is valid who I date doesn't determine my identity I could be a bisexual who only dates men or only women or only others but I also still, I'm also still valid as a bisexual. As for my queer community, I would like people to know that the queer community is not monolith. We have different stories and can't speak for each other. If you know a queer person and wonder how to approach and treat them, and treat them, um, they the ones who will know how you should treat them best. And then finally, the last one from the pansexual. I'm sorry to call them, but that's how they identify themselves. Mm. So the pansexual anonymous said for the second question, I would honestly really love people to understand that pansexual 
is how I choose to identify because it fits how I feel and my experience. Not because I want to sound woke or or to be or to be regarded or oh, sorry, not so that I sound woke and regarding the community, the LGBTQI community, we are not intimidating. People do not be as scared to come and hang out if you are on a journey or questioning or figuring out your gender or sexual identity. Okay. So yes. in summary, yeah. I think what I'm getting from the second question which we asked was a lot of these um of our friends from the LGBTQI community. Mm. What they are pleading for is that you ought to ask them and treat them case by case basis. I think we heard they are not monolith twice yeah. for a reason. It's not one spectrum. Yeah. It's not one shade of a story. Mm. And just because a person identifies part of the community doesn't mean the community shares one single story. That's true. So we treat it case by case. That's true. Um, That's true. And as, because this is what we are regarded as cis people. Mm. I guess, to be honest, that can also be overwhelming to say you need to question everyone about the sexuality and try and find out how to connect with them. Yeah. Because naturally, we look at a person's gender mm. and automatically make an assumption. Yeah, that this is how I should approach mm. this person and so on. Yeah, mm. that's true. But... The reality is our society needs us to sort of make an effort yes. to try and meet each other halfway. Yes. Um, not make the assumption, mm. but learn what someone has told you. This is how I identify. Mm. And learn how to then approach, how to talk, how to discuss. Yeah. And to be not, not like they need your sympathy, yeah. but pure empathy yeah just to understand yeah understand who i am understand my story mm. maybe understand why i chose what i chose and yeah because yeah. it is an identity process yes um and anyone who's ever had an identity crisis you know how unsettling that is mm. and i think everyone wants to be given the opportunity to come to a conclusion of how they want to identify themselves as yeah and to Get into a society and a community of people that allows you that space mm. is grace and is what we we sort of humanly should allow one another to yeah i think it's experience. it's quite important to always reassure one another when it comes to such things especially such sensitive topics like um the lgbtqia plus community mm. so yeah, yeah i feel you girl so brings us to the end of our podcast but before we go yes wild card question <laughs> what's popping <laughs> so my question is remember back in the days yeah. when soapy started to bring in characters that were promoting lgbtqi presence in the acting industry yeah so we saw a backstage you would have a, a gay character role that would come in in generations, or Jackson no sense, or just a big thing, you know, um, a gay couple. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's it 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 was because soapies pretty much are reflectors of our current society. Yes. So, when we started to see that in primary or in high school, mm. um, I think a lot of us went through a whole phase of 
pause. So there's this. There's 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 another part. There's another part. You know, I remember. Months. I remember there were um lesbians in in primary already. Yes. I forgot who she was, but yeah, there. Were, I remember there was a lesbian in primary, it, they, and everybody was just like really confused. She didn't outright say it, but you know, at some point there were rumors that she was dating a girl, and yeah. Okay, so my question then for you is, mm-hmm. did you ever have a point where you had to reflect and think, um, am I potentially a lesbian or mm. question your attraction, your sexual orientation? Mm. Um, have you ever had a point like that in your life? Um, I think, I think I did. Um, so I remember from quite a young age, uh, when I was in preschool even Mm. i used to wear a lot of pants Mm. my hair was short Mm. so when i looked in the mirror i saw a boy (laughs) and at school like most of the girls were in dresses and pigtails and all that stuff it's only later on where my mother started growing my hair and you know i would wear dresses to school but for most of the time i think it was because my hair was always short, you know, mm-hmm. I just couldn't understand. Like, all the other girls have long hair. Why is my hair short? Mm-hmm. Okay, obviously, my parents are cutting it. But, like, I just I just didn't feel like a girl. Mm-hmm. So, I felt like maybe I should be, like, tomboyish, you know. So, I played with some of the boys and all that stuff. And then, yeah, I guess I society shaped me. And I realized that, okay, no, I am a girl. Because, obviously you know, I'm a girl, I I live with females in the house and I have the same things that they have. And yeah, I realized that, you know, I'm not, I'm not interested in other women. I'm interested in men. The older I got, obviously, not in preschool, guys, please. Mm. Um, so the older I got, yeah, I, I just, I was never attracted to females, but I didn't have that, hmm. That questioning because you know, of your physical appearance. Yeah, because of my physical appearance at the time. Mm. And I remember also in primary, I had short hair. And sometimes I'd get teased for it, like, you look like a boy with short hair, you know. And I'd feel like, oh, okay, well, what must I do about that? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people thought I looked like a boy. Yeah. So, yeah, I think for me that was the identity mm. realization that, okay, maybe I should be, I should like girls or mm. maybe... I should be more like a boy, you know, that mm. kind of thing. So, yeah. Okay. Mm. So, my question for you, babes, well. <laughs> is have you ever dealt with a, because you work in a hospital, have you ever de- uh, dealt with mm. a patient that had been um, raped or had been um, physically uh, abused by their partner or... Um, assaulted just by a member and how was that experience for you so unfortunately this is sada so yeah Mm. we've come across a few Mm. and um sad enough it's mostly females yeah um and and i want to say this first before i forget that don't neglect the factor that boy children are also abused more actually mm. um sexually mm. and may never come up front about it yeah so um watch out for your boy children yeah as well yeah um but anyways um yes i have treated a couple of patients and usually we see them 
in our surgical cubicle and they come in and they've been they have many of these battle scars all over yeah um been assaulted by the partner um hit them or oh, one case i i remember very vividly recently um the dad took the child off the mom's back threw him to the wall hit the mom and this was repeated assaults yeah and we had the the lady had been discharged from the clinic two weeks ago yeah the site the social worker had spoken to the dad and he said he'd stop and she went back to the same household and now this is happening and um now she's at the hospital and the sad reality of it is that i'm still also going to do the same thing yeah i will discharge you yeah. ask you if you have an alternative place to stay because it's not safe where you're going back to because unfortunately a hospital is not a safe haven where you can stay true um we can't keep you there if you're a healthy person yeah. we are over flooding with actual yeah sick, you know and, really and, and as much as it is a priority to try and keep people safe but we don't have those facilities so i refer you to the social worker um and they see how they can help you out mm. um and hopefully remove you from that situation mm. um so it's a it's a sad vicious cycle yeah we, we deal with them over and over again and it's repeated cases um yeah yeah that is so sad but i remember you saying that um we really need to deal with this problem at the nucleus we we can't just fix the the, the 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 consequences of rape and abuse i mean sometimes we're able to save patients from dying and prevent patients from getting hiv after being mm-hmm. raped but we really need to fix the problem the, the psyche of the male and starting from when they're children yeah so the psyche of a male um child mm-hmm. and i think that's the best way that we can try and curb this problem mm-hmm. and even the you know the there's a resilience that the female child also has mm. and the sad part is now they've adopted and adapted the resilience to withstand abuse yeah um and that also that behavior needs to stop and needs to change True. um True. i don't like to hear that i do not and, 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 and <laughs> but that's true that's what they say that's what they say and the sad thing is you find sisters who are like they're not married, dog, mm. but ukipita or whatever they're doing. Mm. And they're like, Dude. You know? It's crazy. Uh, it's crazy, man. And th- there's, there's a variation. And, oh, For those who don't speak Vanag, what mm. we just said is that in marriage, you are... You gotta stay strong. Yeah, you... you. Oh my gosh. I don't um, know what the English word for ukubegetela is, but ukubegetela. Long-suffering. Yeah, long-suffering. Yeah, mm. long-suffering. Um, so all in all, I guess it's, it's also that mentality needs to change. Um, our behaviors need to change when something mm. like this happens. my encouragement shouldn't be hanging there. Yeah. You'll be strong. Yeah. We all go through it. You know, mm. he'll get better. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen, sis. You need to get out of there. Number one, get yourself out of that environment. So you are safe and yeah. Yeah. And I think the sad part is systemically as well, there's so many places that are burdened. Like we don't have that many safe havens for women and children. That's true. Um, and society, social economic factors, mm. poverty, 
makes people go back to such situations. Yeah. If I'm reliant on you for my daily bread, dog, you can hit me as many times as you want. Dude. I need to eat. And that's the sad part. That's the sad that, ooh, that's the Your sad children part. need to eat. Yeah. Like, what you, you going to do? You can't leave your kids mm. with an abuser. Like, that's just not going to happen. So Exactly. So, it's like a vicious cycle of a lot of social issues. Mm. Um, and you can try and tackle the one, but it nibs you somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's not so clear-cut where we can say, leaves this now mm, that's mm. it no there's so many other factors that you must yeah, take into consideration right. but above and beyond the reality of it is wrong is wrong mm. and we're not gonna you should never advocate for advocate for wrong you should never feel like you need to beg a zella you, yeah. you need to seek help essentially call that yeah. person out seek help just don't stay in a desolate situation like that please yes. yeah um and on that sad note, oh, sobering note. <laughs> yeah, guys, that is the mother of a topic. <laughs> the diversity. And yeah, I hope you guys really took something away from this topic because it is a really serious, all the things that we discuss are serious issues that are plaguing our society yeah. and are somewhat killing um, parts of our society. So mm. it would be great if, as many people really took it seriously to raise awareness mm. and to make a change in any way that they possibly can. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. So, thank Until you, guys. next time. Yeah, we will be coming up with our third uh, podcast very soon. So, stay tuned for that. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, as well as our website at ushabami.com.